Why Do We Sound So Good? Because we're at Dead Aunt Thelma's studio and Mike Moore is engineering for us. Thanks, Dead Aunt Thelma's. Thanks, Mike. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Adventures in Artslandia. I'm Susanna Mars, and today I have the pleasure of chatting with Heather Redfern. Heather is the executive director of the Vancouver East Cultural Center, which is also known as the CULCH, where she curates a program of over 20 different presentations each season in Vancouver, B.C. Welcome, Heather. Hi. Thank you so much for taking time to call. Well, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's my pleasure. I, I really enjoyed reading about your organization and all the stuff you're doing. I, I have to ask you a funny kind of cultural question. Do you prefer <laughs> BC or British Columbia or either? Oh, geez. Uh, BC, I guess, because, yeah, it's shorter. Actually, a, a, a little bone that I always have to pick is how people from British Columbia call it British Columbia. <laughs> <sighs> <gasps> That's so funny. Easy for sure. <laughs> oh, I love it. So you're in your 45th season at the Cult. We are. And yeah. uh, that is pretty incredible. You guys are really uh, programming some innovative art. And I wondered, which are some of your favorite pieces that you've produced over the last few years? Oh, gee. Well, um, last year, Hot Brown Honey was an amazing um, piece of work that I think really took this city by storm. I don't think people had really ever seen anything quite like it before. And what what was it exactly? Hot Brown Honey is a kind of, it's a, it's a, it's kind of a cabaret format, but it's, it's these amazing women from Australia who are talking about decolonization and feminism and uh, they're just, awesome. (laughs) How did you find them? Uh, I actually saw the show at the Dublin French Festival Mm -hmm. uh, about a year before we presented it. Mm -hmm. So I saw it there. Um, They'd also just been in Edinburgh Mm -hmm. um, that summer. So it was really great because I, you know, I was hearing about this fantastic, uh, this fabulous show. And then I had the opportunity to see it in Dublin. So and uh, they've been back to Edinburgh actually the last two years and sold out massive theaters there. So it was so successful here. We're having it back this year. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> when will they be there? Uh, March 15th to the 30th, uh, 2019. And everybody yeah, can so- take a look at your website at www.thcultch.com. Yep, to thecoach.com. That is fantastic. So you must do a lot of traveling to find all these performing groups to come to BC. Yeah, I do a fair bit of traveling, Um, you know, kind of May through uh, the end of August. Mm -hmm. I always go to Edinburgh to the the festival there every year. Mm -hmm. And then also um, in the fall as well. And uh, usually by December of the previous year, I've got the next year figured out. Yeah, so. <laughs> what, are, what were some of your favorite things this year at Edinburgh? Um, there was a couple of really uh, amazing shows. One called um, uh, The Underground uh, Rail, Railroad Game, which I believe is playing at the Soho Theatre in London right now. Mm. It was fabulous. Um, and then a wonderful uh, creator named Cora Bissett, and uh, whose work I really admire, 
she did a piece called What Girls Are Made Of. So those are kind of my two top ones this hmm. year at Edinburgh. Yeah, yeah. What are those two artists doing that rocks your world um, or floats your boat? <laughs> That floats floats my boat. Mm-hmm. I think well, they're they're two really different shows, mm-hmm. and they're doing two very different things. Mm-hmm. So, uh, underground um, railroad game is really reframing um, the whole power structure, uh, sort of post um, emancipation of uh, slavery in the U.S. and and talking about that. You know, basically, while that yes, that happened slavery was abolished but that doesn't mean that the power structures have changed much in our society so right they just have new titles well and they have different ways of playing out Mm -hmm. and uh it's a very bold um a very bold portrayal and it's very very funny Hmm. um it's very sexy uh it's it's uh, uh it's it really works on a lot of layers um Whereas what girls are made of is a sort of, it's a personal story and it's kind of like a gig, it's kind of like gig theater, you know, there's a band on stage and, (laughs) and, uh, it's, it's a very touching story and a, a, a wonderful kind of coming of age story as well. So, um, yeah, so I, I, I think two quite different, um, places that the work is coming from, but, uh, you know, both in both cases really speaks to um, our our current society and and our our humanness. Mm. You know, which I th- I think live performance really does mm. does that in a way that no other kind of performance can. Can you describe for everyone what it's like to attend Edinburgh or some of the other festivals that you attend? I've uh, never been to Edinburgh. Uh, but I've been to some other arts festivals and it's pretty remarkable atmosphere. It sure is. I mean, Edinburgh is the uh, mother of all festivals. Um, there are uh, 3,000 different shows, uh, hundreds and hundreds of venues, um, more than 3,000 shows. Uh, the city population during August triples. Mm. and what is essentially sort of a sleepy government town for the rest of the year just becomes this massive uh this massive uh festival hub it's it's quite incredible um i'll often see you know uh, five or six shows a day Mm. Uh, this year i did seven on the first day that was my record (laughs) (laughs) So uh, it's really intense. You walk between shows because it's impossible to uh, for a car or a taxi to move in the traffic. So you get you get really um, you get in really good shape <laughs> while you're there, uh, and it's really intense. It must be but wonderful. Do you see a lot of the fun. same people every year? Not art. I mean, artists I, and uh, presenters and from all over the world. Yeah, so what happens there, I think just because of the sheer number of shows, um, there are people who basically run venues and, and program them. And so you, you get to know certain programmers and you follow the work that they're programming and showing and doing. Mm-hmm. So you sort of become attached to, to certain venues and uh, people there. 
So, uh, yeah, I feel like I have a community in Edinburgh that is very much my Edinburgh community. So how do, what are the types of dialogues right now that you're facilitating through your work uh, to the local community that you're in, in East Vancouver? Yeah, so, I mean, we're in a very kind of privileged place in that the Couch is um, one of the few venues that's accessible to independent companies in the city. And so uh, we, um, we are, are uh, able to premiere a lot of local work here. And that, is, that just is just a really interesting um, experience, I think, for the audiences uh, to see sort of, the, you know, what really is top of mind and being created by artists, um, local artists. Um, it's, it's quite diverse and extraordinary. So, um, you know, this season we're opening with a show called Kamloopa. Mm-hmm. And that, that, that show, I mean, <laughs> a couple of my uh, staff just went up to see it. it. It opened in Kamloops, actually, on Saturday night. And uh, it's a celebration of Indigenous women and um, very funny, they said, and, and quite wonderful. So, you know, everything from that to uh, um, uh, uh, the we're Children of God, which is a, a piece, a musical about residential schools that we presented a couple of years ago that we're bringing back this year. What's a residential and, school? <laughs> residential schools are where Indigenous um, uh, children were taken from the from their communities and put in these schools run by Catholic priests and nuns. Yes, that's and right. Were ho- horribly abused. Yes, I remember now. I I thought, okay, I want to make sure I'm thinking about the right thing. Yes, so that also occurred in the United States as well. Yes, mm-hmm. it certainly did. Mm-hmm. It, it certainly did. So it is a. It is a it is a, a really amazing piece of work, um, and it's a musical that tells the story of uh, one one residential school and the children in that school. Yeah. Um, another another local kind of work that we're premiering is a piece called Three Winters, and it's a it's a, a memory. the The writer director uh, Emil Gladstone. It's it's a it's based on a story his grandfather told him about being a POW during the World War II mm. and how they did theater and they made plays and that sort of kept them, kept them going. Mm. And, uh, but he's telling the story through the eyes of um, uh, millennial women, young millennial women. So it's quite extraordinary, this kind of play on, two or three different layers of storytelling. Hmm. It's so wonderful. A lot of your work seems very collaborative in addition to what you're telling me about artists in your community. You premiere work, then you also bring work from around the world. This seems like there's a lovely natural kind of uh, stream of creativity. We really try and reach as many communities as we possibly can. Like Our work that we present is very eclectic and we do it uh, we do that on purpose mm-hmm. because there are so many different interests and there are so many different stories and cultures in our in our city um, that we really want to be talking to as many people as we possibly possibly can. 
how do you hope that the art that you make creates community? Uh, how do you make your organization one that has open doors? Uh, I think by um, working collaboratively. So really, really, uh, you know, partnering with all of the communities that we possibly can, um, asking them what they need us to do to make them feel comfortable coming to the theater, mm-hmm. programming very diverse work. So at least 50% of our program every year has uh, women are the primary creators of that work. Mm-hmm. Um, we make sure that we are reflective of our entire community. So we, you know, we have a very diverse group of people on stage, stories on stage, uh, cultural backgrounds that those stories come from. Mm. So it, it's a real, <laughs> it's a real mix. And it, it's an opportunity for people to learn about, you know, uh, uh, people uh, to learn about different backgrounds, to learn about different cultures, and to share that in an audience with a cross-section of people uh, from the from the city. So um, it's very special. It's, um, I think, and quite unique. I know that you've got a panto coming up. And I remember a friend of mine had, uh, had been doing a panto for many years in a, a small town in Oregon, and I didn't know what a panto was. Can you describe it for everyone? Sure, I can. So when we started the Panto in 2013, most mm-hmm. of the people who were working on it didn't know what it was either. Yeah, I thought the word, even the way the words come to be, I thought fascinating. Yeah, so the Panto is a traditional uh, kind of British uh, theatrical event um, that is usually done over the holidays, always done over the holidays, it takes a traditional uh, fairy tale or traditional story and then sends it up. So the key for a panto is it works on an adult level and it works on a level that uh, is really fun for kids. Mm-hmm. So there's lots of double entendres, lots of fart jokes, <laughs> uh, usually a man playing a woman and a woman playing a man. There's usually people playing animals. There's a whole protocol that of audience participation that you need to learn, mm-hmm. which is if the bad guy comes in and the good guy's on stage, you have to yell at the good guy, look out behind you. Oh, fun. Very important. <laughs> There's usually one... Uh, part of the show where somebody uh, people are dragged up from the audience onto the stage. There's always music and singing. Hmm. And in our panto, uh, we take uh, pop songs and uh, change the words around. And and uh, we always have an East Vancouver theme, so it's very local. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, there's always a whole bunch of kids from the community in our shows as well. So. For us, it's it's kind of our version of the panto. It's not a true mm. panto, but it's, it's a it's hybrid the East Van panto. Mm. It's the East Van panto. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And we we started to make it because we wanted something for our kids and our families to be able to attend and enjoy together and partake in together. And it's gone crazy. We uh, we ran it for three weeks this year. Now we run it for six weeks, mm. and Thousands of people see it. It's 
a massive event. So, And it's, it's a collaborative with theater replacement, is that right? That's right. So the coach is a presenter. We don't actually produce shows. Mm-hmm. What we do is present shows of uh, other artists and companies. So mm-hmm. theater replacement to take care of the creative side of it. Mm-hmm. And we take care of the part that gets it on the stage and gets people in the door and mm-hmm. all of that. So mm-hmm. the presenting part of it. Yeah. yeah. So what makes you personally want to share art with your community? Well, I mean, for me, it's a very deeply held belief that it's very transformational. And I, you know, I like nothing better than to be in the theater when the show's over and the lights start to come up and I see the looks on people's faces and the conversations they start with each other and the hugs they give each other. And I just, I just know that, um, you know, uh, I want to make the world a better place in the ways that I know how to do, and this is how I know how to do it. Mm. And I, I see it every performance, and we do well over 300 of them every year. Mm. I see that amazing coming together of people and ideas and stories that really keep us human, create empathy and provide transformational experiences for us with our fellow human beings. And that's why I do it. Mm, Lovely. What have you read or seen recently that's inspired you personally, you know, (laughs) not necessarily in your work anyway? Uh, I'm reading reading David Sedaris right now. Oh, fun. (laughs) He is so great, Calypso. And it's just, it's touching and it's funny and it's, yeah, I love mm. it. Oh, that's great. <laughs> it's a great book, yeah. Uh, do you yeah. like the ca- the cartoonist Roz Chast? I don't think I know Roz Chast. She was a cartoonist for The New Yorker. I only say because you mentioned David Sedaris, and I just her sense of humor is so hilarious. She was a cartoonist, and she wrote a book about her parents aging, and I can't come to the title right now in this moment, but if you look up mm-hmm. Roz Chast, many of her books are purely cartoons, but it's I think it might be called Are We There Yet or something like that, and it is so darn funny and so beautifully drawn. You might really enjoy it. I've written her name down. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. R O Z uh, C H A S T. Anyway, I, I, that's that's my big plug for Roz Chast for everyone because I just <laughs> her cartoons. Uh, she has one book of all cartoons about being a parent, and I just tell you in the some of the roughest parts, I just take that book out and just laugh till I cried, and then you know go back to life. Anyway, sidebar. (laughs) And is there an artist that you have had as a mentor, or how did you get involved in doing such a huge job and and being such a leading woman in in Vancouver? Well, I mean, I think that, well, there's a few things. One is, you know, my training is actually in theater design. Mm. Um, And, but, you know, there such a lack of support and infrastructure for artists to actually have their work, get their work being seen. And and when I was younger, you know, I started to sort of help out friends who were doing friend shows and that kind of thing. And I learned some administration that way and then worked as a producer for quite a few years with a company in Edmonton called Catalyst Theatre. And I'm actually, um, originally from Vancouver, but I had moved away for 20 years and I came back in 2004 
and uh, and then landed here in 2007. And for me, this has been this has been my dream job. Um, you know, I came to this theater when I was a teenager. I fell in love with theater at this at this theater. I saw my very first Canadian play. I didn't even know there were Canadian plays mm. at this theater. Mm. Um, and uh, you know, it's uh, I grew up in this neighborhood, so it's really been wonderfully rewarding to come home and to be able to contribute something back to my community you know Mm -hmm. and um that is very that's very rewarding and um yeah I juggle a lot of balls and we're always taking a lot of risks here Mm -hmm. but I I, I don't know how else to go through the world safe has never been really the way um very interesting (laughs) (laughs) well you have described so many incredible events coming up in this new season. Uh, I really hope that everyone will go check out uh, com and see what there is there that they can participate in. It sounds amazing. Great. Yeah, well, I hope so because, you know, um, we've got work from all over the world. We've got local work. We've got work from other parts of Canada. Mm-hmm. And it's it's everything... From funny to heartbreaking to, oh my God, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just such a great way to be with people. And especially the holiday show, I always laugh, but when there's a great holiday show to be seen and you know there'll be people coming in out of town and visiting, it's so nice just to have something to settle into a chair with and not have to entertain anyone and just enjoy something together. Exactly. I lo- Yes, exactly. There's nothing better than... Um, a whole bunch of kids laughing their faces off. <laughs> I could not agree more. It it's your heart sore. It does. It's music to your ears. You just it, it's it's infectious. It is. It totally is. Yeah. Well, thank you so yeah, much great. for spending time talking to me, Heather. I really appreciate it. Oh, it's great to talk to you. Yeah, I'll look forward to, I'm hoping at some point to get up there because as I speak to more artists from BC and presenters from BC, I'm so fascinated by the differences. And if there, I don't know if there are many really, just different artists, but, uh, you know, the difference in our culture, the Canadian culture and the American culture, I'm kind of fascinated by the, just the beauty and of the nuances of it, you know, South America, North America, Canada, it's just fascinating. Yeah, we have a lot to share and we have a lot in common. Mm-hmm. And you know this whole idea of uh that we're that we're um you know wrestling with in Canada right now around decolonization is something mm-hmm. that you know we totally share in our histories. Absolutely. So, and so many ways that you yep. can show us illuminate things for us and vice versa, I hope. Uh, I I just love the respect and, to my mind, artistic repatriation that I that I am learning about as I meet more artists from Canada. Awesome! Yeah, yay! Th- and we have so much in common here on the West Coast, don't we? Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> well, have a fantastic day. Thank you. You too. Thanks, Heather. Take care. You too. Bye bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Adventures in Artslandia. Download the Artslandia app on iTunes, where you're going to find a comprehensive arts calendar that's the best in the West. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Artslandia.